What is up, everybody? It is your good friends, Eric, Andy, and Tara from ClearMind Events. Uh, today, we have an awesome topic for you all and a very special guest as well. Uh, we're going to be talking about a recently released movie called Long Live Rock. Uh, Long Live Rock, said by Jonathan McHugh, who is the movie's director, uh, is a celebration of the chaos that makes the music and its fans the most passionate in the world. And looking through some of the comments on this movie, we think that V13, which is a, an entertainment news site, said it best. It's a bold and bruising documentary that celebrates what, is, what has truly kept the spirit of rock and roll alive. That's the fans. We're blessed with the presence of an awesome person who's joining us today on this podcast, uh, a gentleman by the name of Gary Spivak. Not only was he one of the producers of this, this just awesome movie, but he's also the executive senior vice president and handles the talent and curation for uh, Danny Weber Presents. So without further ado, Gary, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, my pleasure. And now, um, so we're kind of debating here, Gary, because um, we want to make sure that we say your last name correct. So we, we, we want to make sure, and we're going to blame Danny if it's wrong. We're going to blame Danny. But is, is, it, is <laughs> I, it Spivak? You nailed it. And you could, and you could still blame Danny. Okay, okay. <laughs> Oh, how funny. Yeah, so I, like, we got to get his name right. <laughs> I noticed that because I said Spivak up until I heard Eddie Trunk say your name. And I was like, okay, it's Spivak. <laughs> yeah. Spivak is a, where, where are you, all you guys, where are you guys from? Louisville. No, like what city? Uh, oh, Louis, oh, sorry. You said yeah. it with rocks in your, you said it perfectly. Louisville, <laughs> all three of you? I'm from Boise, Idaho. Boise, okay. Mm-hmm. My, my college roommate was the ABC sports guy in Boise. His name was Ed Vining. I know that name. Yeah. Yeah, Ed was, he gave it up. He was a superstar to be. I, I really pissed at him that he, that he gave up the, he, he runs golf courses now. But um, Okay. Wow. Anyway, Spivak is a big kind of Ohio Valley way to say it. Because my, my whole family's from Cleveland. Okay. Ah. I'm, a, I'm a California boy, but Spivak out here. So anyway, that's I'm, – I'm, I'm boring the fuck out of you guys. Can I swear? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Louisville, Boise, and, and Andy? Richmond, Kentucky. Okay. Okay. And if we all – and I haven't talked to you guys, and I'm sure you, you, you've all been to a DWP festival more than once. And Oh, yes. Which one, Tara? Um, Aftershock 2017. Hold up. Aftershock 2017. Hold up. Is that – is that just, no, was that Nine Inch Nails? Nine Inch Nails, Ozzy, APC, Five Ooh. Finger Death Punch, Ooh. yeah. Ooh, Nine Inch Nails was good. So, was oh. Good that yeah. night. Rub it in, Gary, rub it in. I know. We had you guys have the- never seen Nine Inch Nails? The year they were supposed to play out here, I believe, was 2017. That was the year it canceled because of we the got flooded. great flood. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I actually so. saw them the first time in 2006 with Bauhaus. And that was actually just a headliner show. But yeah, it was really amazing. It was the With Chief tour. You know, what What I loved about things like Nine Inch Nails and, and Tool is that it's such a unique experience compared to kind of the onslaught of, you know, the Five Finger Death Punch kind of God smack Rob Zomp that we have a lot, which is great and key. And we love it. We love the energy. Like, they just bring something heady to the table that's just so... It's it's almost like I don't know spiritual or something. I, I I can't put a finger on how great Trent Reznor is. 
Absolutely. Yes. The, the Downward Spiral is one of my favorite albums of all time. Yeah. <laughs> no, that that one, th that type of record is where you could be in your room by yourself and feel you're not alone. You know? I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those, that's music's such a wonderful thing. Saved me during this, these last 12 months, tell you that. Yes. Mm -hmm. I would Definitely. agree. Yeah. 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 So what, what is this? What are we doing? Is this like a. So Clear Mind Events is a nonprofit. And um, our mission is to provide a relief space at festivals and other live events for people who face challenges such as anxiety, PTSD, autism, other types of sensory overload challenges. We don't like to say disorders. I try to say challenges. But there's just when, when you have something like that going on and for anyone who's been through anything like that, you know, music is is such a, a huge role for us. And to be there and feel that is just excuse my language is effing tremendous. And if that hits you, you don't have anywhere to go. Um, so our plan is to provide a relief space at the festivals for those people so that they can decompress and they can kind of talk through it if they need to talk through it, whether that's um, one of us or maybe they need some noise canceling headphones to just kind of tune everything out for a second, sit on a couch and breathe until it passes and then go back and enjoy the festival. Maybe we have information for them in advance. They sign up and we get them information in advance for, hey, this is where the paramedic tent's gonna be. This is where we will be. Here's water stations. Here's all the exits. Here's emergency exits. Because um, I know for myself and Eric, like we, we like to know the layout. We like to know parking. There's a lot of information we want to know in advance so that we can go. So we want to provide that to them. Well, unfortunately, um, we, we had a lot lined up with, um, actually, it was Danny Wimmer's wife. And um, our first, I guess, debut, you could say, was going to be Epicenter. Reese had aligned that with Mental Health Awareness Month, and then COVID hit. I was like, well, what, what if we do a podcast? What if we just talk about these challenges that we face and what it's like missing music? How did music help you cope with those things? Maybe build awareness for us so that when we can get back into these live events, um, our name is already out there and people are looking for us and they know that we are a resource for them. So we decided to drop back and punt and insert podcast here. So the Clear Mind Events podcast was born. We're on um, episode seven so far. We're on about six platforms. And um, we are very well versed in Danny Wimmer and Danny Hayes and all the DWP festivals. And, and actually myself, Eric, and then Devin and Reese were also part of the nonprofit um, they are a part of phase two with Danny, the sounding board. And then Tara, um, her connection was through Reese. And we just, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We are one happy, dysfunctional rock family now. <laughs> yeah, that's a great that, way to put uh, it. That's really wonderful. And, you know, as you were talking, you know, two things came to me. One is um, I have two kids and my son um, at at age one and a half was diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome. He, we attacked it head on 
you know, he's now 24, and I'm here to tell you, um, at, at age 11, he was diagnosed off the spectrum. Um, early intervention is key to life, and um, he he got into NYU, graduated. He's now getting his master's in therapy. Wow. Oh. Um, he is an incredible, original, um, unique gay man who is um, always just a little quirky. <laughs> um, and uh, music has been a very powerful source to him, as was theater, um, entertainment. While other kids were, you know, playing Little League and up to no good or whatever t- us teenagers and teenagers do, he was immersed in music and theater um, and that and just, yeah. Um, so, but the second thing, because um, I internalized there was, as you were talking, Andy, was the film Long Live Rock and how one reoccurring theme in the movie was how this music, specifically, you know, rock and hard rock, is such a great healing source mm-hmm. and such a great unifier. And um, like Governor John Kasich at the end of the movie said, you know, whether you're Republican or Democrat or independent, when the music hits you, we're all one. And right. I just, we yes. love that. We just like, that's like, we're so using that in the movie. That was one of the first quotes I remember during the interview process. We're like, that's a keeper. Um, mm-hmm. And it, music's just, it makes me breathe better, guys. I mean, it's, uh, and this format, I mean, Andy, you had such a great um, post in social media. I think, oh. you, you know, people <laughs> people have cried watching this movie just for the pure, pure fact that it was like a song. Oh. You know, it was just, uh, and that's what, that was the intention of this film. It, this film was not made for the, you know, uh, to to get awards or the Hollywood critics, it's not a critic movie. It's for the it's for you guys. It's for the fans. That's this entire movie. You know, uh, it's not for the the band manager, or the agent of the band, or not even necessarily the artist so much. Though they are lockstep with the fans in what this music means to them. So anyway, that that's and, and thank you for sharing that because um. So you guys have like a you're hooked up with Kathy and have like a, a like a vendor space and a tent when our shows do happen. I believe Reese's, yeah. Good stuff. Um, I did want to tell you, um, my personal experience with your film was I, I did tear up because I miss concerts so much. So last year, you know, having all those plans and plane tickets and you know everything just you know ready to rock and then having all that taken away, like it, it couldn't have come at a better time for us to see that movie. I mean, I feel like it was really like a love letter to just rock in general. Thank you. Percent up. You're welcome. And this movie wouldn't be made without people like you. It is a love letter. It's just, you know, this genre that we all adore and love so much is, is very misunderstood. Um, The perception among the people who don't love it and live it is, you know, it's, it's black t-shirt tattoo wearing, you know, (laughs) other side and, you know, in the movie, there's there's a millionaire dentist who flies around to these festivals and there's family and there's kids and there's husbands and wives. And so it's it's such a bad like cliche, mm-hmm. you know, that we, we wanted to capture like the people we captured in this film, you know, out of the hundred thousand people that go to, say, Aftershock or Louder Than Life, we could have picked like ninety eight thousand of them. 
because they're all they're all like us. They're all like you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eric, you saw the film too? Oh yeah, I did. I watched it as soon as it dropped that first yeah. night. Like as soon as it came up, boom! Yes. I clicked it. I ordered it. And man, I will tell you, you hit the nail on the head with that one. That one definitely hit hit me in the feels. And the my, my favorite part about it was, I'll tell you, I didn't go five minutes in that film without recognizing at least two or three people in the crowd that I know personally <laughs> that I've met. You know, I'm I'm very good friends with Abby McCormick. You know, I've I've driven down to Tennessee to to party with her and her brother and. You know, they've they've come up. We met in Nashville for a weekend, Bowling Green, you know, I mean, it, and then you um, pause during the movie just to like look at the crowd like, oh, I see there's some. You actually, know? I did. I did. Um, I was sitting there scrolling through. I was watching it and I messaged a buddy of mine when it was getting in there talking about, you know, how you see different generations of family at the festivals. And there was one picture I saw another very good friend of mine. <laughs> and I messaged him and he thought that somebody had hacked my account. So funny. And he messages messages my wife and he's like, Did somebody hack your husband's account? He's saying that I'm in a movie. <laughs> and I was like, No. So after the movie finished, I went back through and I scrolled through like just about frame by frame for like twenty minutes so I could find it. And come to find out the guy he's standing next to is another very good friend of ours. Wow. Wow. So yeah. So I I didn't even recognize him. Because it was kind of some of the some of the pictures were kind of going a little fast. Yeah, I just I saw that one buddy of mine and I got all giddy and excited. I was like, oh, my God, I know him. <laughs> but I mean, it it was it was absolutely phenomenal. And thank you. You know, I'll, I would. Watch it. At least four or five times a week, which I think I think you can watch it for a month if you guys rented it on the 11th or 12th. I think it's it's probably still there in your in your i think yeah that's yeah it's april 30th okay cool yeah we uh we have paperwork on a streaming deal with prime video i don't want to that's breaking news um nice uh, and we hope to have that ready for the early summer fantastic that's just a win for everybody oh it definitely is no it's gonna be it will be streamed on you know prime i'm 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 an amazon prime guy so I'm, i'm very excited about that was there one um, artist or band that stood out to you more in the movie than, than and that surprised you more? The fact that Jacoby Shaddix played clarinet. <laughs> I know! <laughs> clarinet player for seven years. And I, I, I jumped up and down. And I said, oh my God, Jacoby was a clarinet player. Can you imagine? I always, I always pegged him as like a drummer or something. Right, right. That's great. Um yeah, no, they, and he was great in the movie. He was just uh, his energy just comes off in the film, and had to have him on that Q and A. That was that was like the first call we made, and and Lizzie, of course, too. Yeah, that's as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, Lizzie, I I'm kind of old school when it comes to my rock chicks like Lita Ford and Joan Jett. You know, like that's that's my jam. Um, and I do love Hailstorm, but I never really delved in. And what a role model she is for young girls. Like, I had no idea how amazing. Um, how, like, what was it like to work with her? You guys, she is such an angel with, with Moxie. And she's so sweet, but so real that you can't, like, be fun. You know, you just, you have to be real with her, with most of the people we talk to. But... 
she's every she's role models a great one you're right um she's a role model for guys too i think i i see her as totally asexual um but not at the same time i see her as a total like a powerful woman um and i'm really glad we touched upon that in the film and getting maria um and getting dorothy um and the crazy thing about dorothy is if you'd really watch the film she has two different hairdos in it but we interviewed her twice and the first time we interviewed her she was and we didn't realize this and, and we only knew it after the fact she was you know she was high as a kite um she had you know real real cocaine and alcohol issues and when we saw her again at aftershock that's the second interview when she broke down because she's very so you know she's very sober now and and very into into mental and physical health um we're like hey we want to get some touch up on the on your first interview she's like what interview she didn't even remember she didn't even remember so um that was you know uh, we root for her she's 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 a rock star so she was my favorite oh really she was my favorite i i broke down um and i do want to echo what tara said i mean it was so wonderful for for the women to kind of have their moment in this movie um, because it's one thing to be kick-ass at the guitar. It is one thing to growl and scream like Maria and have pipes like Lizzie and even Dorothy. Her pipes are amazing, but there's still this expectation and there's still people that want to say the only reason you guys are where you are is because she's hot. And, um, just that vulnerability that she shares in, in her interview, because I I have followed her for a very long time. Um, I met her when she opened (laughs) for Hailstorm. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I, I met her um, and I know that she's she's went through a lot. And just for her to share that that vulnerability, it's it's tremendous. And it's it's going to help so many. Yeah. Yeah. No, she said a great thing. She's like addicted. Uh, alcohol to me is like putting poison in my body. Yeah. It, it does mm-hmm. wrong things to me. And that's that's a great way to look at it. That was not a part of the film. As if you guys have read about Long Live Rock, it's it's and, and even after Chris Cornell took his took his life tragically, but then Chester Bennington did, and Scott Weiland was a close friend to the DWP family. We like we had to delve into this, and again, what came out of it, which I was most happy about, was there's a dark side and a, and a demon side to to music and entertainment. But this music is such a healing force. This is again, it's such a, it's 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 so important for Jacoby and Dorothy to perform and play, and 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 be fans. And then you know, there's uh, one of the one of the people who we followed. The the wife had a, a I think I forgot like a mother and an uncle, both addicted yeah. to. And I mean, you guys are in the Ohio Valley. Painkillers. The opioid addiction yes. is such mm-hmm. a problem. Um, and it's so uncool and so unfair. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad we, we I'm really glad we, we focused on female empowerment. Very glad we, we went in and we delved into depression and substance abuse and and how rock could be could help. Yeah. So then I know 
you know, the description, it says the inescapable dark side of their chosen lifestyle and those those unspoken truths, both for the artists and for the fans. Um, and I think that is why we connect so much with certain songs, because um, as I first time I met Chad Gray on Shiprocked, and I was like, so I'm just going to tell you, I'm probably going to email out just a little bit, but I want to share this with you. And I told him, I said, you know, your song, The Hush, it put into words what I couldn't. And I was like, you know, so thank you for sharing that with us and being vulnerable. And so we were wondering, because you, you mentioned that you had to talk about, you had to speak about what happened with, with Chris Cornell and with Scott um, and with Chester. Um, so if I understand correctly, that was not the original intent to have that in the movie. And and so did did the passing of Chris Cornell kind of prompt like, OK, let's talk about this. Yeah, that's like the one of the beautiful things about a documentary is that uh, we story behind that is to answer. No, it was not going to be part of the, the film was going to be the celebration. Like, here we are. Isn't this music amazing? Like mm-hmm. here world. It, it, the, the documentary started and a lot had to do with, and I'm not lying, when Gene Simmons said rock is dead. And we are, we were out to prove him wrong. And the original, original title of this film is Rock is Dead. Celebrate the chaos. It was always celebrate the chaos. Love the word chaos. Uh, and, and Danny Wimmer and I would always say what we love about our festivals, it's, it's controlled chaos. It's safe chaos, if that's sure. even a thing. But it is. Yeah. Um, especially at our, at our festivals. So Rock is Dead was the original title. And if you if you watch at the very end when we're doing the bloopers um, and Jacoby said, uh, no, no, uh, John, John of Skillet said, uh, I, I, I approve uh, yes. for Rock is Dead. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> and on, on the like the, the marker, it said Rock is Dead. And we 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 and when Chris passed, we're like, I don't think we can use the word dead, not comfortable with it. And then when we started interviewing people, which our first round of interviews was the, was the day after Chris took his life and you couldn't turn on the mic and go, Hey, so how are you? Isn't rock and roll great? Let's talk about it. It was people like Lars and Jacoby where you would say, so Chris passed, is there anything you want to say to that or to express? And you could tell they just were like, Ugh. you know, Zach Wilde and Jacoby and, and, you know, Jose Mangan. And um, that was a really tough day to get through. So the long answer to your question is, no, it was not part of the original plan. It was celebrate the chaos was the whole concept of the movie. But again, unavoidable. We couldn't we couldn't like not talk about this. And I'm, I'm so glad it became a, a big part of the film. Yeah. Um- uh, not to, uh, I was just going to tell you, I applaud anybody who wants to prove Gene Simmons wrong. Just yeah. so you know. <laughs> it's such an E, it's so low hanging fruit to, because, it's <laughs> on, it, you know, rock isn't like, on the whole thing of rock and roll, it's supposed to be the other side of the tracks. You know, pop music, right? Means popular music. Rock and roll is not pop music. So the whole onus of rock and roll is it supposed to be the antithesis, the anti-pop? So it's the other side of the tracks. We're, you know, like I've said in a couple of interviews, we're we're like the the people, the kids in high school on the grassy knoll. 
you know, with and, and while the preppy kids and, and the jocks are on the, uh, the the cool lunch table with their polo shirts up, we're we're like saving our money to go see Rush, you know, or Boston while they're saving their money to you know get their new polo shirt. So anyway, I, it's just not it's not a, it may not be the hottest TikTok craze, but look at the film and look at our festivals. You know, I, it's hard to it's hard to say rock is dead when you're when you're watching this movie. Definitely. I mean, anybody that has been to one of those festivals can attest that rock is 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 far from dead. You know, this is like the the three day after resurrection. You know, it's it's it might have gone away for a little bit, but now it's it's back. It's in full swing and it's it's absolutely not going anywhere. You know, that's. Yeah, this is this is the type of music that has, you know, I'll, I'll be completely honest, this is the type of music that has saved my life. Yeah, man. You know, I Ditto. 22 years as a firefighter and 12 years in the military. You know, I've I've got my demons. You know, I I fight my demons, but this rock music is is what I turn to. So watching the movie and everything, you know, it this that that was my grace. Eric, when you were when you were serving and you had downtime, did you have was it you know like was it an iPod or a or a playlist and, and, and what were some of your go-to songs? Um, back then that was, uh, I listened to a lot of the older, um, uh, bullet from a Valentine. Um, some of the, uh, older in flames like, uh-huh. uh, uh, cloud connected, um, uh, trigger. Um, those are some of my favorite ones. Um, but the, the ones that I turned to when it was, like a, a dark time for me um, when my brother passed away back in 2012 um, kill switch engage end of heartache was the song. Um, I had the opportunity several times to see them since then, but I finally, I guess you could say finally got the balls to go see them in 2019 when I went to epicenter and I saw them there. And as soon as I heard that like second drum beat when the song started, like literally I fell to my knees and I was a crying snot flowing out of my face, just babbling mess in the middle of the, the grass. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask, were you, were you like in front or you kind of in uh, back and Oh my God, that's or where, yeah. Where were you? I, I stayed closer to the back. Cause I, I had that feeling that that was going to hit me. I didn't expect it to hit me that hard, yeah. but w- once I realized it was starting, I just, I didn't care anymore. Every every ounce of machismo went out, and I was like, you know what? I'm here. I'm enjoying this music. This is how it's hitting me. Let me get this out of my system, and I will go right, you know, right back to normal. As soon as that song was over, I got up. Me and my friend walked, and God, I can't remember who else was playing. I think we went to go grab a beer because I really needed one right after that. <laughs> I would have had one with you, man. Damn. <laughs> That's good. That's, 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 see, that's it right there. Look how powerful that is. Mm-hmm. You know, a song. Um, yeah. Thanks for sharing that. You. you know, it's interesting. You said bullet and, um, and in flames, which are two, they're two non-American bands. Like how, how did you discover in flames? Um, before I joined the military, I was actually into – I worked at my brother's bar, so it was classic rock, um, country, and I listened 
I was big into like stereo competition, so I listened to a lot of rap. Uh-huh. And then I got I got to Japan, <laughs> and I was stationed in Okinawa, and all the guys I hung out with listened to rock and heavy metal, and it grew on me. So I just kind of that's what we would listen to, and those were the songs that were kind of on repeat. I, I'll tell you, there's some I mostly early to mid '90s. I love that era of rap that has a real rock and roll punk ethic to me the dre and yes. Clan, cypress hill you know we we put some of that in there like ice cube mm-hmm. if you guys watch them at louder totally works oh yes you know right and just because like it's it's that that's the whole thing about rock is like we and that's why i was so happy to have to have ice tea and body count in the film too because the energy and the attitude's like the same. You know, it's that spirit. It doesn't have to have guitars or Marshall Stacks. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, like there's a lot of bad rock. There's a lot of bad hip-hop, too. Yeah. You know, but, man, that era, dude, of, of Dre and Snoop and Tupac and oh, Biggie. <laughs> Back when you can actually understand them when they were singing. Yeah. And lyrics. <laughs> oh. Yes. yes. And, no, there was a great... Um, HBO show about Jimmy Iovine and Dre um, and Snoop and Jimmy Iovine, who was the head of Interscope, was went to Snoop and Dre like, no, you guys need to be on the cover of Rolling Stone. And they're like, well, I want to be on the cover of Jet, you know, or Ebony. Um, like, no, 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 you're Mick and Keith, you know, you're you're Pete and Keith Moon. And that's that's where you need to be. And it, I totally agree. I just thought it was. Yeah. I love that era. Yes. Still have it on Evo. There's a new project that's uh, just, I read about this the other day. It's Snoop, Too Short, Cube, and E40 are collaborating. Nice. Which just sounds amazing. I can't remember Mm -hmm. what it's called. It's called Mount something. I would think, I think, I would think hip hop's big in the the military. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's big everywhere, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially, especially in, uh, in Japan. All the uh, when you walk out what we call the uh, gate two street, the back gate of the base, you walk in and it's literally nothing but bars and clubs lining both sides of the street. And every club you walk by was always a hip hop club. The Japanese culture loves hip hop. But there was one club that played rock and heavy metal. It's called really? the basement because it was literally the basement. Of course. That's where yeah. we that's where they put us. And <laughs> But I, I tell you, that place was packed every single time I went there. The Japanese also love, like, the heavier it is, they love it. It's like yeah. the, the women love the rap. The guys love the heavy metal. Interesting. Yeah, wow. When the when you finally saw the finished product, how did, how did, that, how did that feel to you when you finally saw the finished movie? You know, put, putting on – curating booking a, a festival i thought was hard and painful <laughs> making a film <laughs> we have hours and hours of stuff that hit the, the editing you know the, the floor the editing room floor um you know uh we had so much to put in there you know again uh, not only do we want to have like all the live footage and moshing and crowd surfing wall of death and the energy of a of, of these festivals but then those stories like took place, you know, about depression and, and drug addiction, about um, women empowerment, about uh, the, the, the people of color. That was a, a key little segment for us. 
love to delve more into that. But glad to have Tom Morello and 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 Stefan from Fever 333 and, and those guys. Um, there was so much to put in. In a perfect world, like the Defiant ones, I said this feels like a, like a four or five part series. You know, like episode one, you know, the fans. Episode two, the crowd surfing and energy. Episode three, depression and drug addiction. You know, I, you, you could break that out. But the deal that we struck with with the, uh, our distribution company, who I love, um, they they just like, no, we like this as a documentary. Let's go for this. So, but yeah, uh, the finished product was, it was scotch tape and glue and, <laughs> and dollar bills. And I mean, it was an indie, it was an indie production all the way. Hope it doesn't look like it though. <laughs> no, it, it definitely did not. I mean, it, it looked like something. I, I mean, I would definitely pay to go see it in a movie theater. And that's where it sadly it belongs in a big old freaking sound system. Yes. You know, where people, it'll be like Rocky Horror. We did a screening in Columbus before uh, Sonic Temple with the Blitz, and it was all fans. And like when Five Finger Death Punch came on, they, people were freaking, they were like, they were getting up and doing that. And when Born <laughs> for Greatness with Papa Roach, and that's the director and I, Jonathan McHugh, and I looked at each other like, yeah, th- this belongs in a theater, man. Um, but fucking COVID. Yeah, right. Well, maybe you can re-release it in a theater later. Yeah, that, that's you know that would be wonderful because that's you know that that's where this music belongs in a big sound system. So Gary, what if? I mean, I mean, I'm sure you might know somebody you could pull some strings, but you know, we we do have a boat that is setting sail to Belize next year and it'll have a huge theater full of rock fans that would absolutely love to see that film. I'm feeling you. Okay. Bring that up to, uh, the Mr. Phase two when you, uh, yeah, that's a lovely idea. And I would, I would get that donated because usually you have to, you know, if you want to go, if you want it on those cruises and you want to show, you know, like the song remains the same or Woodstock or whatever, you got to pay for it. But I, I think I know a producer of that movie. That <laughs> Midnight Show, you know? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You can host it, it. You could bring, Andy, you could bring it on. Who know about that? Well, <laughs> we'll think I, I'm going to need a lot of tequila first or bourbon. You'll, you'll you know, I'm that. sure that. Tell Danny to bring the good shit, <laughs> and and I will be happy. I, I, Gary, I I would be honored. Awesome. No, if you know anything about DWP, you know we don't fuck around with the liquor. We, we, Amen. We come, come correct on that. Yes, yes we do. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I got I got a little bit of a, a taste of backstage. Um, <laughs> I ran into a uh, Danny Hayes at um, uh, Hometown Rising. Uh-huh. And he uh, um, hooked me up, and we couldn't figure out where the entrance was Saturday night. So we ended up saying, you know, one of my buddies who he used to be the event manager at the fairgrounds. Hold on, hold uh, on. Hayes, Hayes couldn't figure that out, or you guys? Me, me, my wife, and my wife's friend. We okay. couldn't figure out where the exact entrance was. You know how you know how uh, Hayes, Hayes is when he goes. Hayes couldn't figure that out. That's a problem. <laughs> well, I've never been. I guess you could say that part of the 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 rock star status i've only been vip that's as, as high as i've been right. and um 
you know how Hayes gets when he goes, you know, go this way, go this way, go this way. And then he ventures off. <laughs> he was walking around with the mayor, Mayor Fisher of Louisville. So he was kind of, you know, saying, I want you here. So he saw me Sunday and he goes right there through that fence, go through there and you'll see our big tent. I walked in there and it was just a wall of just booze. <laughs> And it was like I, I could hear the Hallelujah chorus playing in the background. <laughs> no. <laughs> so oh, it was it was fantastic. I walked in. He ran up to me and he goes, "It's about damn time you made it." Introduced me to everybody. So yes, he, I will I will attest to what Gary just said. DWP brings you oh, yeah. think of it. They have it. This, this ain't this ain't Bud Light and corn dogs over here. I was really, really pleased with the pourers at Aftershock because generally when you go to an event, they're, they kind of short pour you. You know, they got to be safe. No, no. I found my guy the first day and I couldn't find him the second day, but I found somebody else. And it turned out that everybody just did a really nice, healthy pour. <laughs> so I was pretty that's, stoked on that. That's important to hear. I, I appreciate that because, yeah, at festivals, you know, you, you get what? $11 beer day and you get those those medium sized cups like, come on. Oh, yeah. And you got to go PBR because, you know, who wants right, to pay right. more? <laughs> so funny. Uh, any any new rock that you guys like these days? No, it, I'm I'm thinking you done got my brain. I probably, <laughs> um, I'm trying you warrior. OK. I'm, I'm really like that is like probably the second or third song in rotation on my uh, gym playlist. Right. right now. Okay. That's the new Atreyu, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Got, uh, got a, I'm brain farting. The new song that Hyro the Hero just did with uh, Chad Gray. Oh, okay. man. Yeah. I like the one he did with um, Draymond, David Draymond, too. Yes. That one was that one was phenomenal. Yeah. The the one from uh, – um, I just totally brain farted it. Um, usually when I'm working on my computer, I'll pull up YouTube and I'll have it playing in the background. And that's – it's usually Ghost Square Hammer, and then it goes right into uh, that it's song, a, the, the Hyro. Yeah. Good for Hyro. He's a – the algorithms are working for him on that one. Yeah. He's – he puts on um, – Very I, I also, just dropped a new song. Yeah. They just dropped a whole new album. No, go ahead. Um, I work for a local radio station as well here in Louisville with uh, LRS 102. Uh-huh. And we had Hyro come at um, – LRS Fest in uh, 20, uh, 2019. And who else was on that show? Um, Nonpoint was our main headliner. Um, we had Hyro, uh, Royal Bliss, Afterlife, and Nonpoint. Okay. But we had – it literally started at noon, and it went all the way to – I think Nonpoint finally finished about 11, 30, 12 o'clock. Right. We did a lot of local, local bands throughout – three quarters of the day and then once the sun started setting we uh i guess you could say unleash the beast right so good good yeah lrs you know yeah. i'm too old school man i mean okay i do listen to newer music i have a playlist called uh, still young so that i can you know <laughs> yeah. get some newer music on there um oh you on new music we're working on her i'm thinking um the, the, that that mongolian metal band the who the H U. Oh, yes like them uh, yes. Cleopatric is a new one. The Blue Stones is, is a new rock band we like. What else is new that 
Wolfgang Van Halen, Eddie Van Halen's son. Yeah. Mammoth. Yeah. Dirty Honey. Always like them. Yes. Oh, Dirty man. Honey is fantastic. Oh, they are great. Okay. Yeah. Have you heard No Resolve? I've seen that name maybe through you guys. Um, it sounds very familiar. Why would I know that? So their 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 most recent breakout. So they did a cover of Adele's "Set Fire to the Rain." But then they also did a cover of um, Garth Brooks and the Thunder Rolls. State of Mind. State of Mind, yeah. But they they signed, they're signed with, um, it's I Prevail's group. But the song Never Back Down, I mean, it just hits, it is in your face, and it just keeps going. And I think they're from, I think they're from Michigan. Michigan, Like Oscar, the lead singer, he, Piestro. But they're they're all over TikTok right now. Um, I discovered them from Octane, and so of course they're all up in my gym playlist and stuff. And I'm I'm so digging them. They're just so awesome. All right, good, good to know. Okay, but um, no, I, I thank you guys so much for for supporting Long Live Rock and spreading the word. And tell everybody LongLiveRockMovie.com. Um, you can get it now, and and then streaming's gonna happen this summer. But um. It's just, uh, it was a labor of love. You know, I haven't made a penny on that movie. Um, and I don't know if I will, but I'm so glad I, I'm, I put that out. We we greatly appreciate you putting that yes. out. You and all, all the guys that put in all the hard work, it it was worth, <laughs> from from a friend's viewpoint, it was worth the work put into it. It was, it was absolutely fantastic. Agreed. Big time. But uh, yeah, when the floodgates open, you guys, uh, we're we're gonna be ready. We we wanna we wanna see shoulder to shoulder. We wanna see we wanna see that long live rock that those mass the bodies just together and rocking out. I don't I don't see that with the fan pages we all collaboratively run. I don't see that being an issue. Right. All. Right. If we get clearance, you know, and and from all the proper protocols, we're going. We're going. Well, not a single one of us can wait that long. So you need to hurry up. <laughs> How many times can we watch no the pressure. movie, guys? Right. Yeah. yeah. In, in the meantime, yeah, because there's no shows tomorrow or next week. Uh, Long Live Rock, the movie, the movie, hopefully is part of the relief package. Yes. You know. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you guys so much. Not a problem. Thank, Thank you, Gary. Thank, Thank you. you. We, yeah. we greatly Thank appreciate you for it. The time. Okay. You bet. You bet. We'll see you. We'll see you at a show. That'll work. <laughs>